Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. I hope that you're doing good today in 2021. I'm so excited that this is a, a new year, that this is the first month of the new year. Uh, I'm believing that God will do great things in your life, but I want to tell you that this, that you're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and man is on God's heart, man. I want you to know that you can depend upon God because he's good. He's faithful. He's, he's trustworthy. He's that help in a time of trouble. But like I said, I got a good word for you today that is going to like, I hope that it, you know, it gets you excited because what we're going to talk about is the first Gentile who gets in, get introduced into the family of Christ. He's going to be the first one that's baptized. Him and his family, they're going to be in, inducted into the body and the family of Christ. What exciting time, because if you're a Gentile like myself, in other words, uh, because of this person's uh, relationship to believe in that the monotheist, that one God, that there's one God only, and he believed in the Jewish God, and he was a Roman citizen, and he was a military man, a powerful man who had ruled with authority. And I just want you to know that, that God can use anyone in other words and god will use anyone who's willing to surrender their will to god's will that's what jesus said nevertheless not my will but that will be done you know one of the great things i would want to let you know about uh trying to read the bible through because this is my goal and hope to do is read the bible through this year but also maybe try to read it twice this year i'm excited about taking that challenge myself you know i got all these things that i've been doing for the past 30 days, not using Jesus' name in vain, uh, fasting, in other words, uh, uh, talking to the Holy Spirit, uh, spending more time in prayer, because the Bible said, man, I'll pray and not faint. But I'm so excited to talk about Cornelius because he opens the door. He's the one that's going to get the whole world into the gospel because God always had a plan to draw all men unto him. And he's going to be the first one that's going to be a part of this Christian faith. He's going to believe in that there's only one God. And he does it in such a way because he has such this high character. In other words, a good man, reputation, just impeccable. So, you know, I'm just excited to talk about him, you know, and, and just want to let you know that whatever's on your heart and mind, that. It's on God's heart, man, and you're not alone. You're part of your alone, not family. I'm talking about, like I said, we're a family. That's why I want you to send your prayer request in because I want to pray for you. I want to believe that God has something in store for you. I want you to know that God loves you, that he would never leave you. And, you know, uh, one of the things about relationships and starting relationships and things like that, you can't have a relationship without a conversation. You know, you can't speak to somebody without saying hi. And, you know, this is how you know God. And this is my challenge to you is, is, is try to read the Bible through so you can build a conversation with God. And this is how a conversation go with God. Well, you say, well, Danny, God is invisible. How can I hold a conversation with an invisible God? He can't see me. Oh, yes, he can see you. And also he can hear you. And guess what? And he's right there with you. Do you know what, what it is to live in this age and have the Holy Spirit dwell inside of you? In other words, that the Holy Spirit is right inside you to build you up to to uh, help you along the way. You know, Jesus said, I would not leave you uh, 
without a comfort. In other words, that he had someone that he could trust to come here on earth and be with all mankind. That's the power of the gospel. And this is how you, when you start reading the word, you build a conversation with God. This is how your conversation will go. God, you said in your word, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or the seed begging bread. God, you said that you would be with me in the fire, the flood, and the storm. But God, I don't see you right now. But I want to see you, God. See, this is how you build that relationship. This is how you communicate. And then what God will do in, 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 in his infinite wisdom, he's going to send you some comfort inside you. And you're going to know that things are going to be right. And then you're going to start seeing from the invisible into the manifestation in the natural. You, you're going to see it happen. You know, I'm just so excited. You know, I'll be reading from the NIV today. In other words, we'll be talking about Cornelius, the first uh, Gentile believer. In other words, that he, he gets God's attention. And the main thing that I want to talk about Cornelius is to show you how to get God's attention. If you want to get God's attention in 2021, I'm going to show you how to get God's attention. Because I believe that every believer needs to know how to get God's attention in their circumstances. If you want to see God move in your circumstances, you got to know how to get God's attention. And I want you to get God's attention today. So I'm so excited right now just to, just to share this with you. And I'm just, want to just, I'm just elated right now. I'm overjoyed in the spirit. In other words, uh, I'm excited because I know that God loves you. I know that you're not alone. I know whatever's on your heart, man, is on God's heart, man. And you can trust him with your problems. You can trust him with your problems because he's a faithful God. He's a mighty God. He's a good God. I'm here to testify to you about how good he's been to me. He's been good to me. He, he's, he's always there for me. Even when I don't even know that he's working things out for my good. This is the type of God that I serve. He's working things out for my good. Even when I don't even know that he's working it out for my good. So I'm excited, but you know how we do anything, you know, because we need to pray before we get into anything. And let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, God, I thank you for the day. I thank you, Father, that in 2021, you're going to be there for your people, that you're going to bless them and turn their circumstances around. And Father, I cry for the downtrodden today. I cry, Father, for the people in hospital, the people who are incarcerated. I cry for the widows and the orphans. I cry, Father, for that person right now who don't know how they're going to pay their rent, pay their gas bill, pay their light bill, pay their phone bill. They don't know how to buy their kids' shoes. God, I ask you to provide for them, Father. Uh, I'm crying out for all the people all around the world, Father, that would hear your word today, that need to hear your word to know that you are a mighty and a conqueror, Father, that you do stand by your people and that you do bless them and turn their circumstances around. God, I'm so excited to talk about you. God, it's an honor to be able just to say your name. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope that y'all excited because you can hear it in my voice that I'm excited. You know, one of the amazing things about the Bible is how much truth can be stored in such a small place. In this passage in Acts chapter 10 that illustrates this point, Cornelius is a rather mysterious character. He appears and disappears in the same Bible chapter. Acts chapter 10, the Gentile soldier, marvelous moral character, impeccable just the person that you would love to be around. 
a person that you can trust and, and he's going to look out for you. Do you know someone like that? This is, this is Cornelius is. And his noble influence went among the Jews. It was well established. He was a worshiper of the one true God. His life was characterized by his piety. His prayer consistently and was generous to the poor. But the powerful thing about it was that he was a soldier. Someone that you would think would be opposite. You'd think that he would be a, just a man of war, a man of violence. No, he's not. He's a man full of compassion and love. Understand this, that he was such a good man that he gave. You know, I said one of the things that I wanted to teach you today and let you know is how to get God's attention. I want you to get God's attention because you get God's attention, then you can get God to move in your circumstances. And Corley Millis, he had a, he didn't, you know, he was just being faithful. He didn't, he didn't think that God or angel would pit to him and show up in his house like that. Understand this, he just was a man who was praying. Just a man who believed. Just a man wasn't about doing good. But let me tell you something. That God showed up for him in such a dramatic way. Because God let him be the first one. The first one. Because he loved God. And he loved God not because God was just doing so many things for him. He loved him. And guess what? He loved the God that wasn't his God. He comes from a culture where they believe in multiple gods, in other words, but he's able to believe in this monotheism, this one God, this, 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 this one true God. You know, that's the whole reason that Christ came. And you, if you read John chapter 17, you're going to see it. He said that he only came to let them know that there was only one true God. And guess what? And it connected into this man's heart that it was one God. You know, and, and talking about, we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 10, and I'll be reading from the NIV Bible. One thing about the podcast is that you don't, you know, you can listen to it again. If you want to, you can take notes. You can pause it, and you can do what you need to do. I just want to let you know that God has a plan for you. And all the people who are downtrodden, all the people who are just overwhelmed and don't think that God cares about them, I come to tell you whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind and that he loves you that he would never forsake you, that he would be with you in the midst of the fire and the flood and the storm. He is faithful. And we're going to start in, in Acts chapter 10 at Sisera. That was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and his family were devoted and God-fearing and he gave generously to those in need. Did you hear that say? And it goes on to say, and he prayed to God regularly. Men ought to pray and not faint. And so what you'll find now in verses one and two, that I want you to know how to get God's attention because we're gonna see it through Cornelius. And if you wanna get God's attention in your circumstances, if you wanna see God move in your world, I'm, I'm gonna show you how to get God's attention because it says that, you know, first of all, you have to have a moral character. In other words, his character was so impeccable that guess what? His family believed in what he believed. Because guess what? Because he was dedicated to it. And they saw him be faithful and committed to it. In other words, if you want to, to let people know that you believe in what you believe in, 
be committed to it. In other words, I truly believe, just want you to know that this is my truth and I'm shared with all of you. I believe that if you want to get God's attention on something that you desire, the words that he gave you, your desires of your heart, I believe that you need to show that you are committed to what you're asking God for. That you'll be steadfast with it. That, you know, even when it seems like it ain't going to work out the way that you want to work at, you hold on to that belief that God can do it. In other words, don't let something push you away from something that you're believing that God can do. Just want to share that with someone who needs to know that. That's what I believe in, that I believe you have to be consistent, in other words. And, you know, when people say, well, I was, you know, when you say you believe in and you want to, you want something such a bad way, then you stand firm, flat-footed in it. You don't move from it. In other words, hold on to God. Because guess what? The enemy is going to come in and try to push you away from believing that God can do something in your life because he don't want you to get to the point. Because guess what? Guess why he don't want you to get to the point? Because you get to the point, this is what's going to happen. You're going to believe and start believing that God can do more than just that. In other words, because if you get the victory in one area, guess what? You can believe you can get the victory in the next area. So I don't know who I'm talking to, but I just want to let you know that if you have enough conviction to stand on what you believe in and trust in God and he'll bring it to pass. Now, in this sense, this guy prayed regularly. In other words, in other words, he just kept crying out, God, help me. God, I need you to protect my family. I know that you are the one only true God. I know that there's no other God. I know I come from a, a country where people believe in multiple gods, but you are the one true God, this invisible God. You're not in a statue. You're not something drawn and hung on the wall. You're something invisible. And I can believe in you and I can trust you and I can know that who you are. I know that you are God. I just want to let you know that God loves you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I'm just so excited to talk to you about God and his word and about the first Gentile believer who walks you, who, who God noticed. And let me tell you something. You want to get God to notice you, have a moral character. And I want to read one and two again. And that's this one. There was a certain man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and all his family were devoted and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. I want you to tell what God-fearing in Greek. Okay, a God-fearing Gentile turned away from idolatry and saw something better in the word of God that they heard in the Jewish synagogues. They did not submit to the Jewish circumcision or the ritual washing required of full Jewish, but they did believe in Yahweh and worship him. These Gentiles came to be known as God fearers. Many of them are mentioned in the book of Acts, believers of the Lord Jesus Christ and were saved. They believed in the word. Remember like I told you, John chapter one, it says that the word was Christ. In other words, he was the word and he became flesh. They believed in the word. This is why it's so important when you go to church and you hear the word and you hear your pastor preaching that you receive the word. Or when you read the word, the word is life. It has meaning. And, 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 and you know, this guy was such a dedicated man to the Lord. And, you know, because he prayed regularly, man, out of prayer, not faint. And then, and then verse 3 says, 
One day, about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God came to him and said, Cornelius, called him out by name. God wanted him to know that I know your name. In other words, he didn't say, hey, I got something. He said, hey, Cornelius. In other words, this is intimacy. This is personal. This means that I know you. In other words, this is what this means. This means that I know you. And so it says one day, about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. And it says, what I would have did, I would have jumped out my, I don't know what I would have jumped out my body. It said, and remember, he's a, he's a military, he's a mighty man of, of violence. It says this, and Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? See, he actually, you see what he did? He humbled himself. He said, Lord, in other words, he said, he asked, and this is, and I'm talking about, you know, when you got a connection to God and you can get God invited into your world, this is what happened. The angel answered, your prayers and gifts to the poor come up as a memorial often before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. Do you understand? See, this is, I'm going to show you. This is, you know, how giving and what he did. You, you're talking about, this is how we see how he gets God's attention. First, it says that your prayers and gifts to the poor. Ding! I want that to be, I want that to be a flashlight to you. I want that to be that light that goes off in your mind. He prayed and he gave to the poor. Understand this. If you can look out for the down and out, God will show up. Because God loves everybody. So if you're in a position where you can help the poor, help them, not just in prayer, but meet a need. You see, it says he gave gifts to the poor. They had come up to God as a memorial offering. God was pleased with what he was doing, that he was taking of his own and giving it to the less fortunate. And guess what? He could have been snooty and not gave to anyone. So I want you to know, write down that you're going to pray on a regular basis to God. Build a relationship with him. And then you're going to remember the poor as an act of kindness and that you're going to do it because you know that this pleases God. Then, you see, this is what the Holy Spirit and this angel, the Holy Spirit is going to do in all this situation. That, you know, when God is speaking, it says, I want you to send for this man named Simon who's called Peter. And do you know why? Your testimony is so powerful. What Peter's getting ready to do, God is going to let him know that times are changing. Just like in America, times are changing. In other words, you got a whole bunch of situations going on in America. And we're seeing what times are changing. 
But God is getting ready to do something. God is getting ready to engraft all the Gentiles into the body of Christ to be part of the family. Like I said, this is you're not alone family. We are family. And I want you to know that I want to stand in agreement with you and pray with you. And like I said, and like I said, my, my statement is that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Then we're going to look at this. And we're going to look at it again. And we're going to start at verse 4. And Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. Then the angel answered, Your prayers and gift to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon, the tanner, whose house is by the sea. And when the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devoted soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that happened and sent them to Joppa. Now, I'm going to show you when I, talk about, when I talk about this moral character that this man had. You have to see it because you don't see it. Because first of all, I'm going to come to the people and say, hey, I saw an angel of God. Uh, it's two servants and a devoted soldier. And he said that, hey, this angel told me that I need to send and go get this guy named Simon, whose real name is Peter, uh, and have him brought here. And these, these, these people know what they don't do. They don't question. They don't say, oh, Cornelius is out of his mind because he lived in such a way that pleased God. And because all the people around him knew that he was a loving and compassionate man, they believed him. They didn't question him. They didn't say, oh, we're not going to do this. We're going to do whatever you say you're going to do. We're going to just go ahead and, and follow you. And that's what they did. Then it goes on to say, about noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven open up and something like a large sheep being let down on the earth by its four corners, and it contained all kind of four-footed animals as well as reptiles on the earth and birds of the air. Then the voice told him, Get up, Peter, and kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. God is doing a change. We have a change happening in America. We having a change happen in America. We're seeing that, you know, that we have a political divide. You know, this nation is split. You know, in other words, uh, they went to the Capitol because they was upset. But guess what? God is doing something new. And just like he was doing something new with Cornelius. And that's what God is doing. I just want you to know God is doing something new in the earth today. And I want you to know that he loves you. Did you know that, that God loves you? That you're not alone? Whatever's on your heart and mind is on his heart and mind and he cares for you. Did you know that? So I just want to let you know that. So now God is getting ready to do something new because guess what? 
there's never been, you know, a Gentile that, you know, the Jewish people associated being entitled to being a part of God's family. And then this, and this is what it says in verse 16. This happened three times and immediately the sheep was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of this vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and, and, and stopped at the gate. And they called out, asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was standing there. And while Peter was still thinking about this vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. So get up and go down stairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. And Peter went down and said to the men, I am the one you're looking for. Why have you come? This is power, I want you to understand. Peter had a relationship too with Christ, with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit spoke to him, he didn't question the Holy Spirit. He got up, he got up and did exactly what the Holy Spirit said. He got up and said, hey, I'm the guy that you're looking for. We see, when you know that God is real, let me tell you something. God can show up in your life and he can speak to you and you'll do what he say do because you can trust God. And all this is that Peter was trusting God and he believed God. I want you to trust God. The man replied, we have come from Cornelius, the centurion. He is a righteous and a God-fearing man. You hear what he said? This is what he said. The men replied, we have come from Cornelius, from Cornelius, the centurion. He is a righteous and a God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to have you come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. See that? No hesitation. Because guess what? The gospel got to be preached. And what Peter is going to do, he's going to go preach the gospel. And this is why on Sundays, or whatever day that you worship, you're going to hear people coming to God. You always, you know, you had in the church, they open the church door and say, if there's anybody that want to come down, you know, to open it up the church for new believers. So this is what's getting ready to happen. We're about to get someone to be a part of God's family. And so Cornelius is getting ready to get in. He's about to get his baptism into the family of Christ. I want you to get excited. I want you to get excited. I want you to believe in God. I want you to know that he has a plan. And this is what happened. They said, the next day, Peter started out with them. And some of the brothers from Joppa went along. The, they, the following day, he arrived at Sisera, and Cornelius was expecting them. And he called together his relatives and close friends. And Peter entered the house, and Cornelius met and fell at his feet in reverence. Cornelius, this, is, this man, guess what? 
He has power, but he's, you see how humble that he is? He falls down to Peter. Now, let me show you something about Peter. But Peter made him get up, stand up, he said. I'm only a man myself. Peter said, hey, I'm just like you. I ain't nobody special. And this is what happened. Talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He says to them, you are well aware that it is against our laws for a Jew to associate with the Gentiles or visit him. But God has shown me that I should not call any man impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came with, without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Then Cornelius answered. He said, four days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour, at three in the afternoon, and suddenly a man in a shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayers and remembered your gift to the poor. Sent to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Let me tell you what he's going to do. He's going to preach the gospel. Gospel needs to be preached. Needs to be preached all over the world. And I'm here to, to tell you, this is what he said. The testimony. And this is what he said. Then, then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accept men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. You know that the message of God sent to the people of Israel telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of all. You know what had happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, and after the baptism of John preaching, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the powers of the devil because God was with him. I want to read that again. That's verse 38. You need to write this, write this down so you know what Jesus did when he was on the earth. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and the power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the powers of the devil because God was with him. And then it says in verse it says in verse 39, and we are his witness, everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. And they killed him, hanging him on the tree. But God raised him up from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was seen, he was not seen by all people, but by the witness whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. You see, he, he tell, he's going to first eyewitness account because he was there. He ate with him. Did you, he said he drank with him. In other words, all he's doing is going to talk about Jesus. And because he knows about Jesus, it says Cornelius had his family, his, his friends. He had people around. In other words, he had a church setting. In other words, because yeah, Peter... Cornelius was going to be the first, but everybody with him was going to be inducted into God's family. I want you to know that God has a plan for everyone. Then he says this. 
He commanded, this is in verse 42, he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testified about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Did you see that? That everyone is forgiven of sins through his name. And this is what they did to the testimony. They testified. They were with him. All they did was preach the gospel about Jesus Christ. Understand this power of the name. That's why I want you to take that 30-day challenge. Don't play with Jesus' name. Speak for what it is. Because when he mentions Jesus' name, something's going to happen in Cornelius' house. And remember this. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. He loves you. And then this is what it says in verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been pouring out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speak in tongues and praising God. You got to see it. You got to see it and know that God has a plan. Then it says, then Peter said, can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Did you see that? These people believed, immediately was baptized into the family of Christ. The word got to be preached. Cornelius is the first. Because, remember, I want you to get God's attention. He got it through prayer. And he remembered the poor. It says that he was thinking of other people besides himself. If you want to see God move in your life, stop thinking about you and start thinking about somebody else. Share the good news. Testify about God. And see what God will do for you. But I'm going to close out in prayer because I'm pumped up still. Won't you let you know that I love you, but also I want to thank the people who already listened to the podcast, the people in Illinois, the people in Pennsylvania, the people in New York, the people in South and North Carolina, the people in Wisconsin. I thank you for listening to people in California. I thank you for the people in Spain and the people in Russia and Iran and the United Kingdom and Canada who listen. I thank you for listening to what God has given me to say to you because we are family. I pray that God bless you in 2021. I want to tell you that I love you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm believing that God has great things for you. I want to say thanks for listening to the show. Uh, and I just want to let you know I'm believing and I'm trusting in God. Like I said, remember, you're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye-bye.